nickname is going to be Joey Bunny. And I'm like, sweet. So as a third grader, it is cool to be a bunny. I'm telling you, all right? It's cool. But here's the thing. That nickname stayed with me like to this day. I'm 36 years old and people still call me Joey Bunny, all right? So which I'm married now. I have a kid. It's fine. I'm cool. But when I'm like middle school and high school and people and I'm single, you know, I'm looking for lady love and uh, not weird, but like I'm, you know, and all of a sudden uh, my friends are like, hey, Joey Bunny. It's like, don't call me that. Come on. Joey Manly something, you know, give me something good. And uh, but those of you that have had nicknames before, isn't it interesting that that becomes almost like a part of who you are? And some of those things are, are funny. Some of those things are great. But some of those things can really mess with us. You see, I grew up, I, I was always the smallest I was the youngest and the smallest. And so not only was I the skinniest small guy and like when I was in ninth grade, I was the smallest kid in high school. And, and then I had to have the nickname Joey Bunny. Oh, that really helps, right? And so then what happens? All of a sudden I start to develop beliefs about myself. Well, maybe I'm not that strong. Maybe I'm not very manly. Are y'all with me? Have you had this before? Where someone or something says something about who you are, not just the nickname, but they say, oh man, you're so lazy. Or you're, maybe it's good, you're so funny. And then all of a sudden we start to develop beliefs about who we are by what others are saying. Are you with me? Give me one of these so I know you're paying attention. All right, yes. My mom when I was younger, she used to say, Joey, don't ever forget who you are and whose you are. I'm gonna say that again. Don't forget who you are and whose you are. Because the reality is, we live in a world that is gonna be claiming identity over you left and right, this is who you are. No, this is who you are. This is who you need to be. And I'm here to tell you this morning, don't forget who you are and whose you are. I'm gonna pray. That was a long intro. God, we love you so much. Thank you for this time. I thank you for every single person here that you look upon them and, and you are so in love and pleased with the people in this room. God, we need a fresh word from you. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. God, may the, the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be honoring and pleasing to you, our rock and our redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't forget, know who you are and whose you are. So where do we get, where do we get uh, the truth about who we are. I mean, where do we get that? If we're getting bombarded with people saying things, with commercials and movies telling us this is what you're supposed to be, well, how do we get truth? How do we get truth? Well, luckily we have scripture, right? We have the scriptures that, that speak of this is who you are. That's what the scriptures are. We don't go to the scriptures because we have to or to check it off a box, um, to be a good Christian, that somehow God loves me more if I, if I read the Bible. No, we go to the Bible to experience life because this, this says this is actually who you are. This 
is whose and who you belong to. And so that's why we go to scripture. And so all throughout the Bible, there's story after story that really claims this is who you are, this is who you are. But there's one story in particular that's just, it's captivated my heart. And I want to share it with you. So it's a story about Jesus. Jesus being baptized. Who here has heard this story before? All right, so Jesus is baptized, right? And it says that all the people were being baptized and Jesus as well was baptized. And as he goes into the water and as he comes out of the water, the presence of the Holy Spirit descends on him in the form of a dove. Some type of bird-like form is over Jesus. And in the midst of that, the heavens open up and God the Father, the voice of the Father speaks to Jesus and says, this is my son whom I love, and with him I am well pleased. This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. God speaks this incredible identity over Jesus. So, as Justin was saying, I'm, I'm a new dad. Uh, I've been married for about four years, and we just had our first son, and his name is Jonas. Um, for those of you who are Jonas Brothers fans, I'm sorry, we didn't name him after them. Um, the, the name Jonas means gift from God. And uh, I have a picture of Jonas. He's, uh, he's six, well, he'll be seven weeks old on Thursday. And uh, we did good, I think. Yeah, he's cutie. Um, so so this, in this picture, right, we just gave him a bath. And it's really fun, it's beautiful, you know, giving him a bath and cleaning him up. And so right after this, I then I grab him and I pick him up in my arms. So you can go to, and, and yeah, here's the thing. My wife and I, like, we don't take pictures normally, but all of a sudden we are just snapping pictures left and right. Everything that this kid is doing is crazy. And so, so my wife is taking pictures. So I grab him and I am holding this little boy in my arms and I am thinking to myself, oh my goodness, this creation that I somehow got to be a part of. I am so crazily in love with this little boy. And then you can go to the next picture. And so my reaction to Karen was, I was like, oh my gosh, you and I, like, you're the mom. I'm the dad. Like, what is going on? And so I'm so pumped. So then next picture. So this is my reaction when I realize my arm is getting warm and my feet are getting wet and my son is peeing all over me, right? And so that was Karen capturing me realizing that I am getting peed on by my son. And uh, you can take off that picture. The reason I tell this story is that I... As a father, I delight, I delight in my son. I delight in my son. In the midst of the pee, in the midst of the smelliness, the stinky, the having to change diapers, I have a delight in this boy. And when I now go to that passage where God the Father is speaking, this is my son whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. It's like I'm finally starting to kind of get it a little bit. But here's the thing. These words, this identity that was spoken to Jesus over 2,000 years ago, did you know that this is an identity that God speaks to every single one of us here? This isn't unique to Jesus. This is for every single one of us. 
God, God, the creator of the universe is saying, I love you, you are my daughter. Not me, God is saying, you are my daughter. You are my daughter. God is saying, you are my daughter. Do you know you are my daughter? A lot of of daughters, you are my son. You are my son to every single one of us. You are one of my children. And here's the thing, what does that imply? I don't know about you, when I was in high school, and still, I mean, still to this day, but especially when I was in high school, that longing to belong, are you you with me? Just longing to be liked, longing to be a part of something, longing to belong was so deep-rooted. And sometimes it causes us to do things, say things, stupid things, because we just long to belong. And here, God is saying, listen, you are my son. You belong to me. Whoa, whoa. He then said, and and what the the beautiful thing is, this this relationship between father and son, this relationship between daughter and, and parent and father is this, that at the core of everything is love. But here's the thing is, we use that word so flippantly in our culture, right? Like, in, in we'll, we'll be saying, like, man, mom, dad, I love you so much, and man, I love Lucky Charms. Same sentence. Or we'll be here, and we'll be singing, we'll be, God, I love you so much, I love you so much, and we'll look over to the person next to us, and wow, I really love your shoes. Are you with me, right? We just kind of use that word. But in this passage, the word in the Greek love is so much deeper, it's so much richer. There's, there's passion and there's desire and there's a longing to be connected to. The scriptures also say, this is pretty cool, the scriptures say that perfect love casts out all fear. So think about that. God's love for you is perfect It's a perfect kind of love. And it's a love that casts out all fear. So if we are willing to receive this love, like yes, I am loved by the creator of the universe. What does that mean? I get to walk through life in the confidence that I don't have to be afraid. See, I grew up, and many of us probably have these experiences where we we walk around with fear of failure, fear of disappointment. Fear like we're always gonna do something wrong and God say no. When you receive and live in my love, you don't have to live in fear. You don't have to live in fear. And then the last thing that God says is, man, I am pleased. I am so pleased with you. Man, imagine, think about that. God delights in you. God is so pleased with you. When God looks at you, he's like, man, I'm pleased. And and listen to this. In in the story, Jesus, he hasn't done or said anything yet in ministry. He hasn't hasn't walked on water. He hasn't performed a miracle. He hasn't healed anybody. He obviously hasn't died and, and risen from the dead. None of that. And God still before that says, I am pleased with you. That means that we don't have to live with guilt or shame, or fear. It's so good. It's so good. This is what God says about you and about me. Here's the deal. As we hear this message all the time, right? You've heard over and over that you're loved by God, that you're his special child, 
that God is pleased with you. You get that and you come to the service and it's like you get it up here in theory, but then you go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you're at school and it's like, yeah, but I don't, I don't really believe it. God doesn't love me. God doesn't care about me. Who are you? Don't forget who you are. Who you are. But the question is, how do we allow it to go from here to the depths of our souls, the depths of our hearts? And I believe part of it is learning to listen to God's voice. God speaks to us through his scriptures. And so we're called to run to this because the rest of the world is gonna say other things, right? And this is gonna speak truth. But also, did you know that the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit, the, the, the spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is alive and active in your life. If you are a follower of Jesus, the spirit is alive and active in your life. So why don't we ever ask God, what do you want me to know about this lie that I'm believing? I, I, I think that I'm a failure and disappoint. God, what do you want me to know? Do we ever do that? May we be a people that constantly ask God, remind me of who I am. God, remind me of who I am. I need to know who I am. The next question is, do you remember whose you are? Whose you are? I want to share a, a story. I, uh, on Sunday, Sunday uh, mornings, I teach a class during this time, uh, and it's mostly young adults that come. And uh, one of the guys that came, his name is Falomi. Um, he's from Haiti. He's an awesome dude. And uh, he's in there, and we're talking in, in a group. And all of a sudden, he starts to say, I don't know how we got to it, but he said, um, you know, the reality is, is I'm super introverted. And there's nothing wrong with being an introvert, but, but I am so consumed with just being by myself that I just shut away from everything that I hate. It's like I don't even like my personality. Um, and... I just, yeah, I, I, yeah, and so just kind of talking about himself that way, and, and he started to say, I feel like I'm just missing out on stuff, and so that caught my attention, right, this idea of who you are is so important, knowing who you are, and so I said, Falomi, can we meet and gather together, so that was two weeks ago. Last week, this Sunday, last week, we, I met with Falomi, and uh, we're, we're just talking, we're engaging, and, uh, and I said, tell me more. Tell me about your story. And he started telling his story. And his story is crazy. His story, I'm not going to get into the details of his story. But he started talking about growing up in a, in a home where he, I mean, he lived in Port-au-Prince, the capital of Haiti, uh, in one of the most dangerous areas of the city. And he lived in kind of one of the most impoverished areas. He grew up in a family. He just didn't have very much. Days where he wouldn't eat food. Days where he'd have to run home to be safe. His mom would say, no, you have to stay here. You can't go out. You can't do anything. Like, you, you, she'd try to protect him. And so he'd be telling this story. And then, and then I said, well, tell me more about this idea of, you know, you uh, not just being so introverted and things like that. And so he shared more. And then, and then we decided, you know what? Rather than me tell you what, you know, give you good encouragement, this is who you are. Why don't we ask God? Let's ask God what he thinks of you. And so the, the way we did it was we said, God, would you just speak to Philomi right now? And we were praying. I said, God, would you just reveal to Philomi what's the lie that he's been believing about his identity? What's the lie that he's been believing? 
and he heard two things. The first thing he heard is love. First of all, God was like, first, I just want you to know that I love you. Love is at the core. I love you. So that's cool, I think. And then the second thing, the second thing he heard was he remembered this story, this, this moment in his life when he was younger, and it came to his mind, and he said, I, I just remember this time where I went up to my mom, and in the midst of the violence, the poverty, the, my personality being so introvert, all this stuff, I asked my mom, mom, why did you give birth to me? Mom, why did you give birth to me? And that was the lie that's been deep in his heart. Have you ever been there? Have you ever gotten to the point where you, sometimes, you go and you ask that question? You might not say it out loud, but it's at the depths. I don't even know why I'm born. And so we didn't stay there. That's the beauty of this, of asking God, just don't, not just to reveal a lie, but Jesus, God, what's the truth? What's the truth? And so we asked, God, creator of the universe, this is what Philomi's been believing at the depths of his heart. God, what do you want him to know? And what's crazy is all of a sudden he's just like, all I hear is Isaiah 45, Isaiah 45, Isaiah 45. And I'm like, Isaiah 45, do you know? Like, do you, is it a chapter you know, you've memorized? He's like, I've never read it as far as I can tell. I don't know. I was like, do you want to read it? He's like, yeah. So I'm like, all right, let's do it. And now I'm nervous because I'm like, what's going to be in Isaiah 45? Um, and so I was like, let's, let's do this. All right, Lord. And so I start reading it. And we just start going. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's a long chapter, but I'm just going to start summarizing because from the very beginning, it's, it's really cool. It's just like, I am the Lord God Almighty. There is no other God like me. I am the creator. I am the, the giver of life. I have created dark, the darkness. I have created the light. I am the, I am the God of Israel who summons you by name. You know, it's just this beautiful stuff. I am the Lord God. Acknowledge me. This is who I am. And so over and over, God is saying, this is who I am. This is who I am. And it was really beautiful. And so we're reading it and just saying, wow, that's, thank you, thank you, Lord, that, that you're speaking through his scriptures and you're just reminding Philomi about who you are. And then as I was reading, continuing to read, I got to a certain point and I'm gonna read it from here. Let me remind you, the lie was, mom, why did you even give birth to me? Mom, why did you give birth to me? So I read, does the clay say to the potter, what are you making? Does your work say the potter has no hands? Woe to those who say to their father, what have you begotten? Or to their mother, what have you brought to birth? Are you kidding me? I was like, you've never read this passage before? He's like, I've never, I had no idea. This was written thousands of years ago and at the center, at the depths of his heart, he was worried about his birth and wondering why he was even born and God was speaking to him at the core of what he needed to hear. And right after that, it just continues to say, listen, this is who I am. This is who I am. Don't question it. Why? Because I, the creator of the universe, I don't make mistakes. I don't make mistakes. And you are my creation. Do you know who you are? And do you know whose you are? You 
belong to the creator of the universe, the God who doesn't make mistakes, the God that knew exactly what he was doing when he formed you in your mother's womb. Are we willing to ask God these questions? God, who do you say that I am? And God, what's the truth about you? God, I just wanna know more. Remember who you are and whose you are. How much time do I have left? 10, sweet. Um, do I have one more story? Awesome. Um, last thing about Falomi, which is really cool, is in that he also heard, after Isaiah 45, he heard God say, Falomi, I call you a leader. Which, if you know Falomi, I'm telling you, he's like the most quiet, shy person, and he's like, leader? Are you kidding me? Because at the depths of who he is, that's what God is calling him to. And this last Thursday, we had our group, we met, someone spoke, and Falomi raised his hand and spoke to the entire group according to what the lady said and was just encouraging people. And everyone's like, Falomi? It's like, yeah, because he's a leader. Because that's how God called him to be. That's what God has designed him to be. Isn't that awesome? Anyway, last story. So, I'm here to encourage us that when we learn to receive who we are, that we're loved, that we're children, and that God is pleased with us, we walk with, without fear, we walk without guilt, with, we walk without shame. When we are able to be in that place and we, and we are able to recognize whose we are, that is the creator of the universe, that he has not made a mistake when he's made us, when we're able to be in that place and we start walking in that truth, all of a sudden this creator, God, starts to use you in powerful ways. This God starts to say, man, I want to use you to do what? To bless other people, right? That's your theme, right? To, to be a blessing. We're called to be a blessing. The problem is that so many of us, we want to bless other people, but we're so insecure about who we are. And so God is saying, do it in your true identity. Do it knowing who I am, and you will have so much impact for the kingdom of God. Let me tell one story. Um, it's got to be quick because I guess I had 10 minutes, now I have like seven. Um, so I, uh, before moving to Houston four years ago, I was a campus pastor at a university. Um, and it was a Christian school, but there's a lot of non-believers that went to. It was, um, so Christians and non-Christians. And um, so uh, one day I left my office to go to a building. I had to do something. As I walked out, there was a guy and a girl. They're talking, but they're talking loudly kind of thing, and so I, I thought they were boyfriend and girlfriend in the midst of a conversation, so I just, you know, walked past them, went to do my thing. After I was done, I walked back to go to actually my car now. They're still there arguing, doing whatever, and so um, I walked past them. As soon as I walked past them, I heard this voice, and it was just my thought. It wasn't like, you know, it was just a thought. And this is what I thought in my head. Turn around and join the conversation. And so I'm walking and I'm like, nope. And I kept walking. And I kept walking towards my car. And that thought came into my head again. Joey, turn around, join in the conversation. And again, I said, no. So I kept walking. 
Finally, I get to my, uh, I'm about to get to my car and it's just, it gets louder and louder. Joey, turn around and join the conversation. No, grabbed open the door. I started opening the door. Joey, turn around and join the conversation. And I got so, I just slammed the door. I was like, fine, fine. So I start walking back. I'm at a distance from this couple. This time I am talking out loud to myself. I'm like, what am I gonna say? I don't know what I'm gonna say. What, what are you talking about? So if someone's watching me from the outside looking in, they're like, this kid is cuckoo. You know, he's crazy. What is he doing? So I'm just talking to myself. Finally, I get within distance so that they can hear me. So I, sh- I shut up. Now I'm just inner dialoguing. And I'm like, God, I don't know what to say. So I get close to them and I'm like, slowly, are you sure, Lord? Yes. So finally I'm like, Hey, uh, what are you guys talking about? Really awkward. And, uh, and without skipping a beat, they're like, oh, and they just kind of welcomed me into the conversation. So we start chatting, and this is what, what they were doing. They were having a conversation. One, the girl was a believer. The guy was atheist, not believer, uh, to the point almost extreme, had issues against Christians, and they're going back and forth, having a conversation, a debate, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, and this guy, I mean, he was smart. He knew his stuff. He, he was uh, brilliant and, I mean, just knew the Bible, knew other religions, and anything that she would say, he was like, nope, but what about this? And then, have you thought about this? And she, she was just, felt like she was drowning. And so they, they picked me up to speed, and so some of the things that they said, I was then able to say, well, but what about this? Have you thought about it this way? And we just started engaging in a really cool conversation about faith, about life, about God, about other religions. And it was good, it was good. And so the conversation went and then I had to go. And so I said, all right, see you later. That was good. And so I walked away and, and the first thought in my head was like, did I, what did I just do? Did I mess up? And, and, but the truth is I was obedient. I was obedient to the voice telling me to, to go there. So anyway, I, I leave, go to my car. I'm, I'm gone for a couple hours. I come back. Again, I had never met this girl or guy before. I come back, I'm going to my, oh, sorry, back up. I had told them, I said, I work in that office. If you want to find me, we can talk more. That'd be great. I'm coming back, go to, the, go to the building, go to open the door, and the guy is coming out of the building where I worked in. He's like, what's up, dude? We, you know, like doing high five stuff. <laughs> we thought we were so cool. And, uh, and I'm just, I'm like, dude, man, so it was great to talk to you. He's like, listen. I've had conversations with Christians my entire life and they rub me the wrong way to the point where I I hate Christianity and I'm out to disprove Christians. And he said, listen, you're the first person that I've had a conversation with where I actually said, okay, like he might know something, Like, like that was a good point. And so he was just like, give me credit. I was like, that was a good conversation. He's like, you know, actually, some of the things that you said, not only did you make a good point, but they, they actually make some good sense. So I'm like, all right, sweet, you know? So I'm feeling good, like, wow, thank you, Lord. You allow me to go to this conversation to really have a, a, a good impact on this non-believer so that, man, hopefully one day he'll come to the kingdom. And so we, we say our goodbyes, and I go down to my office, and I'm, I'm feeling, you know, all right, Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And I sit down, and I'm not even there for five minutes. I hear a knock on the door. And so I'm thinking, the guy's here. Like, he's here. I want to know Jesus. And we, like, say a prayer. And then he goes and becomes my disciple and leads other people to the Lord. It didn't happen that way. Um, it's not the guy. It's the girl. 
And the girl's there, and I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going? And, and so we start talking. She said, listen, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I am a new believer. I just came to faith not too long ago. And uh, obviously, you could tell I was drowning in that conversation. Like, I was really struggling. And, well, just read this. And she hands me a note. And we finished, like, a little conversation. She left. So I open it up, and I'm reading it. And as I read it, it goes on to further say she's a new believer. She's really struggling. And that as she was in the midst of dialogue with this guy, that the more he would say and the more things that he would bring up, the more doubt he started, or the more uh, like questioning she started to have, maybe I don't believe this, maybe this is a lie, maybe this is just all wrong. And she started to really say, you know what, I, I think, as she's writing, she's like, I, I'm ready to give up on faith, on Jesus, and just give it all up, because this is, this is all false. And, she's, and so as she's writing, I'm reading this, and she said, and then I got to the point where in, in my heart, I just said, God, if you're real, send someone to help. God, if you're real, send someone to help now. And that's right when I walked in, hey, how's it going? <laughs> and, she was, and she said, you have no idea. I now know that the creator of the universe loves me and answers prayers. I share that story that when we are willing to say and remember who we are, and whose we are, and that it's this God, the God that speaks, that wants to guide you through your life, and you're willing to listen and be obedient to his voice, we will bless this world in such powerful ways. People will, will get to know and experience the love of Jesus, and that's what we get to be a part of. So, as you go from this place, remember who you are and whose you are. Let me pray. God, we love you. And again, we can only say that we love you because you first loved us. God, we're desperate for you. We're desperate to know more and more the truth about who we are. We want to walk in completeness of our, our kingdom identities. Father, if there are different voices that we're listening to, voices of the world that are saying things, voices of even our parents saying certain things about us or friends saying things about us or watching TV shows and that we start to develop ideas about what we're supposed to be like, God, get rid of that in the name of Jesus by the power of your death and resurrection so that only the voice of truth, your voice, the voice of hope and love could be the loudest thing that we hear. So not only that it's, it's uh, infecting us as in our identity, and knowing who you are, but then it's causing us to go out and have an impact for your, for your world, the world that you love, that you long to bring into restoration. God, that's what we wanna be a part of. Father, I thank you for each person here. Bless them as they go from this place as children beloved and pleased from you. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys, we're gonna press in and just see if the Lord has anything else specific to say to us in response to Joey's message. I would encourage you guys to reach under your chairs and grab your pen and paper if you don't already have them in hand. We're just going to ask a couple questions like we've been doing the last several weeks. Um, and I'll, I'll pray us into it in just a moment. But keeping in mind just the meat, the heart of Joey's sermon. Is there a lie about yourself that you're believing?
It could be rooted in a memory of something somebody said to you or called you or an experience, but we're going to ask the Lord, is there a lie about who I am that I'm believing? And then we're going to ask, Lord, what's the truth? What do, you, what do you want me to believe about who I am and who you are? So we're going to ask those questions. And, and the Lord is quick to respond. So let's clear our thoughts and minds and listen well. And as you hear a word or see a picture, just write it down and process it now and for later. But Jesus, thank you for the gift of the word. Thank you for the gift of encouraging stories. Um, we ask that you would help us empty our minds afresh right this moment because we have entered into the most important part of this service where we get to respond. Lord, would you bring to mind, would you bring to heart for each of us anything or that, that one big thing that we are believing about ourselves that is absolutely not true? Something that we've picked up along the way that has defined who we are and how we're walking our life and our faith that was never supposed to be something that we adopted. What are we thinking and what are we believing about ourselves that's not true? Students, just listen and write it as it comes out. Lord, in place of that thing, and I'm just remembering one of my own, just an, an identity that I picked up when I was about 17, 18 years old, that I was an alcoholic. And, and the minute that I asked you, like, is this true? You said, no, you are an artist. It's, it's that good, it's that simple, it's that easy, and I want that for everyone in this room, and I know that you want it so much more. We lay down these lies that we've been believing, we lay down these burdens we've been carrying. Who do you say that we are? Who do you say that she is or he is? Give us a word of identity. Speak a word of affirmation, encouragement to everyone in this room. Students, as you sense that or hear that, just write it out. And if it's too good to be true, that's the thing that he's... Again, keep, keep writing if you're hearing stuff. But last question. Oftentimes our identity is skewed. We pick up a, a lie and we believe it because we have a wrong understanding of who God himself is. And so, Lord, if there's anywhere that you need to remind us or, or speak for the first time a fresh understanding of who you are, not, not angry, but, but quick to forgive, not, not stern and far off, but gentle and loving and approachable, Lord, would you remind us, would you refresh our understanding right now, who are you? Who do we need to see you as in life and in this season of life? Speak those things to us. Help us pick them up and, and write them, not just on this paper, but on our heart. Lord, thank you that you are a God that listens to our prayers. Thank you, are a God, that, that responds to our prayers. Continue to speak words of life, liberty, freedom to us today and this week. We love you. We need you. We need you more than we can possibly understand. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You guys, we have our response elements up here in the form of tithe and communion. We have a really lovely, true song that we can declare together as one as we close. And, and Joey will be over here and I'll be in this corner here. But if you guys would like to pray about anything that you heard or maybe don't understand if you heard or not, we would love to pray for you as we respond. But you guys know the drill. Come up here and respond to what God said to you this morning.